back with another one. This is another action-packed episode of Hebrews in Exile, episode number 73, with our honorable teacher, Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And you know, in the past, we referred to Israel as the children of Israel. So we actually want to change that ideology and have a paradigm shift because you belong to a dynasty. You belong to the empire of Israel. We have so much rich history that we need to have this paradigm shift so we can understand how opulent we are. And we're going to discuss that in this particular episode. So Hebrews in exile, you know what we do. Let's go. This is Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this is Hebrews in Exile. Hi. There is so much to talk about. And it's all exciting. That's the reason why we always start a podcast laughing. Because there's so much to talk about. But before I get started tonight, you know, I, I want... I want to establish a precedent for all podcasts moving forward for people coming in to listen and wonder why it is that, you know, we, we talk in the vernacular that we do. And, uh, and one of the reasons is, is that the study of Scripture helps us to understand the nuances that are so prevalent, that sound so subtle, that are idolatrous in terminology that that man has tried to connect to the Most High. Mm. So I want to establish a precedent tonight. So in yep. going forward, so everybody will know, as you listen to our conversation, the one reason that I will never mention the word G-O-D in reference to the Most High is because it is an idolatrous term that is connected to something that's heathen and the most high is not heathen. Right. Right. So I want I want I want our listeners to know that. And I mm-hmm. think I talked about this in another podcast that we've done that we've done before. But I don't want to get into middle middle of a con, of, of a podcast and have to try to use terminology for people who are germane to that to that narrative because mm. that's not where we are. Right. Now Sean. Yes, sir. Do you know what our assignment is? Yeah, couple assignments I think we have. Well, one one of the main ones is 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 to teach and to make sure that the the empire of Israel understands who they are, um, getting them back to right standing with the Most High, and by teaching the mitzvot and teaching the lifestyle, the Most High is as deemed for us to uh to live out now you use the terminology sure you called it an empire the empire yes now scripture relates to the the nation of hebrew israel as the children of israel correct but with that being the case Mm -hmm. our people are not able to connect to the to the greatness yeah of who they are right that's correct so hebrew israel is is a nation in mm-hmm. exile mm-hmm. they are also an empire right 
And she used another term last last time. Yeah, I I, I use the word dynasty. Yeah, there we go. As, as well, because right. you know when you when you when you look at uh, when I was looking over the course of history as I was. Um, look over my tutelage and coming up in, in school, they always talked about like the Han dynasty or the Ming dynasty or the or the dynasty of Rome or the empire of Rome or um, just naming a few, um, the uh, uh, um, Grecian empire. Right. Um, you've got all of these opulent, ostentatious words that kind of speak to how the gravitas of what these nations were. Egypt was a huge influence um, during its dispensation of time when it had rule over, over the earth. And I would say that as of right now, just because, and I'm just not because I live here, but the United States has a lot of influence. It's dynasty that it has in the world today. But we don't necessarily look at the children not when well, I keep saying the children of Israel, but we don't look at the nation of Israel as being a dynasty. Right. We don't look at it at all because they've they've conquered nations. Yes. They've 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 overcome their enemies. They have, we have the Elohim that's created everything. Yes. That's um, supporting us. Right. And we don't tend to look at ourselves in the form of of royalty. Right. We, we, we tend to associate ourselves on, on the, matter of fact, we don't associate ourselves with royalty at all because as I had mentioned before and one of, one of the teachings I did is that um, the, the empire of Israel is in a real particular and peculiar spot nowadays because we are living in a dispensation of time where the Most High has stripped us of our name. Not only because if we look at times before in the past, if we look at what's happening over in the books that Moshe wrote and we look at Shoftim, which is actually which is the book of Judges, which is a, a, a very good um, uh, teacher and schoolmaster for us to understand how the children of Israel have relapsed and gotten to uh, a place where the Most High has gotten angry with them. They've fallen out of the grace of, Most High, of the Most High and went into idolatry, cried out to the Most High and come back to the Most High. The Most High has kicked him out of the land. We've seen that happen in text. But what we haven't seen in this dispensation of time is a group of people that have come in and have taken your name from you. Nowhere in text does it ever say that the uh, Pezerites or the Hivites or the Canaanite came in and said, we are Hebrew Israel, not you. Right, 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 right. We live in a dispensation of time that says, when you think of a person that calls themselves a Yehudian, they don't associate that with you. Right. They associate that with another group of yes, people. Yes, yes, So the Most High has gotten so angry with us that he stripped us of our name. And when we cry out to the Most High next time, and I maybe I may be prophesying when I'm saying this, part of our plea to the Most High is not just crying out saying, deliver us, get us back into the land that we can inherit, inherit our, our birthright again. It's going to have to be accompanied by Most High and also restore our name as well. So when people, the other nations look to us, they see the rightful place of where that name was placed. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. that dispensation, we live in a, a dispensation of time that's unique to no other. 
because we haven't seen that before. But I get that. To, I'm coming back full circle to say that to even to understand that is very difficult for our people. So what I'm trying to do by at least bringing that out is to say, hey, look, every time that you look at text, we draw the same parallel as those individuals that were a part of a dynasty and an empire. We just don't look at it that way. And we need to restore ourselves to a place of opulence. So that's why I use those, those terms because it's, it's rightly placed. Well, in the book of Isaiah, and I'm trying to find it here. I thought I had highlighted it. That's how I find things when I <laughs> right. strike things that are that are really important that are important to me. Mm -hmm. He says he talks about a people who will be called by the name. There's a people that will be called by the surname Israel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those people that are called by the surname Israel are the people that we're talking about, which are the Ashkenazis, which mm -hmm. come from the son of Japhat. Mm -hmm. Okay? So it's interesting enough to understand that, you know, Hebrew Israel, even in this exile, is a juggernaut. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And and if you look around and you begin to look at the the minute affluence that resides amongst Hebrew Israel, even in this exile, uh, you come to recognize that the Most High is demonstrating to us uh, what could be if we were totally in harmony and in tune with him. Mm. Yeah. Agreed. Now, you know, I always got some time. <laughs> you know, I always got some time. Good. And I always, you know, you know, you know, you know, I always got, with it. always got something to talk about. Ain't never left without nothing to talk about when it comes to their most high. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, no, I don't want that. I want Hosea ah. chapter four. Okay. And we're going to begin somewhere around verse one. Okay. You want me to get in another version? No. Are we going to do that again? No. Oh, okay. All right. No, 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 not tonight. Okay. All right. Hosea. Now, here is the important thing that never happens across the street. And that is, they don't have anyone to be able to explain to them Hebraically the words of the prophets. All right. Because the prophets speak the words of the Most High, mm -hmm. and they speak about something that across the street has been defined as not applying to them which is under the law and which is taught to them that it's death and it's legalism. Right, right, right. So let's hear what the prophets of the Most High have to say. Sure. The prophets that the Most High has ordained 
the prophets that he has spoken to mm -hmm. to speak to Hebrew ears. Now, remember, he's not talking to anybody but Hebrew Israel. That's true. So only Hebrew Israel's ears are going to perk up and understand. Mm -hmm. And if you have been so baptized into the nations and to this Greek mythology and this Greekness, then your ears are plugged and your eyes are blind. Right. You can't see, nor can you hear. Right. But for those of you who who have ears to hear and eyes to see, let me read from the prophet that the Most High called All right. Hosea, chapter 4. Hear the word, Yahweh of Israel, the people of Israel, for Yahweh has a grievance against the inhabitants of the land. There is no truth, no faithful love or knowledge of Yah in the land. Only swearing, lying, killing, stealing, and committing adultery. Mm -hmm. They break all bounds with one blood crime following another. Let's just stop right there. <laughs> right. Exactly. Now, you might say, well, we're not in the land. No, you're in an exiled land. Mm -hmm. And in this exiled land, what I have just read is one of the reasons why we are in this exiled land. That's right. And right. in this exiled land, these are the things that are that are uh, uh, um, that apply and that we see happening amongst our Hebrew brethren because they don't know they're Hebrew. Right. They don't have anybody to teach them. Mm -hmm. And the majority of everybody is waiting for Jesus Christ to save them. Right. Right. But I have a problem. Just a sidebar here. Okay. I have a problem with Jesus Christ saving me because I don't know which one's going to save me. I don't know if the black Jesus Christ is going to save me or the white Jesus Christ is going to save me. I don't know because it's different on both sides of the street, across the tracks. Right, right, right. I need you. Deliver me. I want, I need, can you spare? Right. Then you go on the other side of the tracks and their, their cry is something that's altogether different that I can't even explain. Right. So I'm confused. I don't know who's going to save me from that from that side. <laughs> right, right. So the Most High says, he says, let's go down, uh, down to verse number, uh, number, number six. All right. Going into number six. He says, I will destroy your mother. When he talks about in the text, I'm going to destroy your mother, he's talking about the land. Mm-hmm that he gave us. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to talk about that land a little bit tonight. Okay. He gave Israel land that was affluent, that was abundant, and it had a distinct purpose for Israel. Mm -hmm. But he says, I'm going to destroy it. Why? Because, verse 6, mm -hmm. my people are, are destroyed, destroyed for the want of knowledge because you reject knowledge I will also reject you as Kohanim for me, that is teachers for me, because you forgot the Torah of your L, I will forget your children. Mm -mm. Mm. Mm. Let's just stop right there. Wow. Are you listening to me? Out there, are you listening to me? Mm. Now, the problem 
that we're faced with is this, 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 I don't want to call it a thing. The problem is that the Most High has given this opulent nation laws and rules that another nation have told you is not for you. And you keep quoting from Romans where Paul says, we are not under the law, we're under grace, and nobody's taken the time to explain to you what the Hebrew Paul has said and what he's talking about. Right. right. He's not saying we're not under Torah because in John, John says that that sin is being lawless. Lawless is being Torahless. You met, you take lawlessness. You go to your you go to your uh, to your um, um, uh, come on your dictionary your Greek dictionary. Mm-hmm. Look up the word nomos. Nomos is going to point you right back to this Hebrew word called a word that's called nomos, which is going to take you right back to Torah. So now, what is sin? Sin is being lawless. Sin is being Torahless. I can't hold my peace. Oh, hold, don't hold your peace. Let <laughs> I can't hold my peace. Let it out. Because you, you, you read it. It's, it's resonating with me when, as you're speaking. Because in six, it says, my people are destroyed for the want of of knowledge because you rejected knowledge i will also reject you as koanim for me so they don't even want to understand what you just got done saying now now, now are you they don't re- even want to know what that means no did you read that out of the out of uh what what, what version is that oh that's a cjb Oh, oh we complete you, complete complete you can, can you switch over can you switch over a couple quick, okay. quick to the king to the to the good old <laughs> king of james the old LeBron James. No, I mean, no, um. <laughs> no, don't do that. 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 I, I say that in jest. Don't do that. <laughs> okay. Verse six in the King James Version says, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge because okay. thou hast rejected knowledge. Okay. I will also reject thee that thou shalt be no priest to me, okay. seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. Okay, now, the word priest in the King James is the Hebrew word for kohanim, mm-hmm. which is also the word meaning teacher. Mm-hmm. So now the Most High is saying that I am going to reject you as a teacher for me. So you can't even teach for me. Right. That's. <laughs> you see. Falling from grace, just left <clears throat> and right. You see, you see the principles of Torah get in the way. Mm-hmm. You can't even teach for me. Now, let's go somewhere. Let's go somewhere. Oh, let's go somewhere. Ah, no. No, 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 no. I know I put it there. Okay, it's not there. Let's talk about something that's called the total personality. Hmm. All right. The total personality. When we talk about the total personality, now, now, now we're also, as I'm going to talk about this, we're talking about Torah, okay? Okay. So, 
the total personality is an individual whose behavior reflects all facets of Torah fulfillment, both in regard to his personality and relationship with Yahweh and his relationship with his fellow man. The real, the real of character, the rule of character development is an integral component in spiritual growth. It presses on or depresses of the Torah Hebrew and a key to the emergence of the Hebrew people as an ethical personality, okay? Mm. Now, when we talk about ethical personality, we talk about Torah, and we talk about, and and some of the principles of Torah that we've already explained to the people are within the parameters of that which which confines of two principal things that are part of the of the makeup of an individual who has some sense of perpetuity. Right. And that is one who is ethical mm-hmm. and one who is moral. Makes sense. Being ethical and being moral are part of what Torah mitzvot are all about. Yeah, they establish that very clearly. <laughs> clearly. They things do. that are ethical and things that are moral Creflo Dollar. <laughs> Creflo Dollar. Mm-hmm. I hope one of your members are listening to this so they can tell you. Things that are ethical and moral, which happen to be in the law, which are Torah, mm-hmm. cause an individual to have some sense of perpetuity within them that makes them moral and ethical. Right. Now, if and and morality and, and things that are ethical don't kill you. Right. They don't. They don't. They don't lead to death. That's right. They preserve life. Oh, I want to use the terminology and I can't do it. Oh, it was You so can't even vo- sugarcoat it, it for me? It's so vulgar, but I can't do it. So let me put it in this way. Okay. The law says you shouldn't be sleeping with your mother. Now you take that and put that in the context of what you want to put it into. Right. Because okay. I can't say it. Right. Okay. All right. Is Think that ethical? It. No, that's not ethical. Is that moral? No, sleeping with your mother is not moral. Is it ethical and and that's under the law? That's under the law. Is it ethical and moral to sleep with your sister? No. Is it ethical and moral (laughs) to sleep with your with your with your wife's sister? No. Is it ethical and moral to sleep with your son's wife? No. Is it ethical and moral to sleep with your auntie? No. Well, you see, but all that's in the law. Right, 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 right. That's in the law. And And none of that. None of that prescribes an order of the death penalty. That's right. And and to, to make matters worse, while you're over there across the street, what you just explained is a category which is called sexual immorality. Yes. So anytime that you're across the street and you're in your text and it comes across that term, sexual immorality, that is what it's talking about. It's talking about everything that you just enumerated that is an abomination and a sin in the sight of the Most High. So I'm gonna ha- tonight. I'm gonna hammer on this guy. Okay. Because this guy put out a video, <laughs> and it's on YouTube, and he says that the law you shouldn't follow the law because the law is described for death, and it is something that you do legally. Well, oh, I can't say that. <laughs> Doggone it! Oh, Doggone boy. it! We have, we have to put this on the premium channel so you can say what you need to say. <laughs> I am sick and tired 
of so-called black intellectuals, even in the pulpit, standing up and leading our opulent nation of people down a path of ignorance. We get back to my people are destroyed for the want of knowledge because you reject knowledge. Knowledge of who? Knowledge of the most high. That's right. Where's the knowledge? Hey, if you don't know the constant, listen. If you take your black behind out and violate the Constitution of the United States, them white folks going to come and get you. That's right. Without a doubt. While they won't get themselves, they're going to come and get get you. you. (laughs) Right. Exactly. That's exactly right. So. Now. But see, that's what's crazy. I can't let you go. I got to let you stay there for a second because (laughs) the leaders are in a position where the people, it's one thing for the people to say that they don't want it, but then at the same time, you got teachers saying, telling them you don't want it. You don't want it. It's a difference between you making up your own mind and saying, hey, I have Torah over here or I have the ways of the world over here and I'm getting an opportunity to choose. They're not even giving you that. We're just going to give it to you like this. You don't want Torah. You don't need it. It's weak and ineffective. It doesn't do anything that it sets out to do. It's It'll lead you down a, a primrose path that has nothing to do with anything. Whoa, 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 so whoa, you whoa. should have just abandoned it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It <laughs> won't lead you to the goal. I mean, so it's okay to sleep with your mama, <laughs> sleep with your auntie, sleep with your husband, with, with your with, with your son's wife, sleep with your daughter, do all these things that are immoral that happen to be written in the law that the Most High says to Israel you can't do. Right. You're telling me, right, that not to follow that. So therefore, if you're Creflo Dollar, (laughs) if you're telling the people not to follow that, you're telling them to sin. Exactly. And in John, in your book, John, 1 John, he says, sin is defined as being lawless. Now, what law, and and I'm gonna use the word lawless. I'm not even gonna use Torah, I'm gonna use lawless. So Mm -hmm. if sin is being lawless, what what law is in place? Now, that is where you're going to lose 99.9% of everybody. Your Honor, I'd like to pose, I'd like to pose, and I'd like to pose to the jury. Sure. What law are we supposed to be following over here that defines sin as being lawless? What's the law that we're supposed to, we're supposed to be following? Because in that document, there are no roadmaps that define for us what that law is. That's right. And you ask that question publicly, this is what you're going to get. Hold on. You're going to hear it. You hear that? Nothing. You don't even hear crickets. You couldn't even hear a pin drop because they don't know. Because it gets back to the text that you just read, which is they perish because they don't want to know. They're not getting taught. And this is the reason why we are where we are. And today. they can't be taught because the most high says, I rejected you as teachers. As priests, yeah. I can't even trust you with it. Now, let's take this a little further. I get so excited. <laughs> My voice goes up two or three octaves. I can't even talk. I can't even just, I just can't, I can't talk. Oh, I, can, I can't talk down here, Sean. I get, I get all, all, all excited. As we should be. This is this is, Listen, this is this is the real good news. People do not understand why the Most High gave Hebrew Israel 
plush land filled with milk and honey, which is only a metaphor for the physical abundance that he gave them in the land. Mm -hmm. You don't even know why he did that for them. Mm. There was a divine purpose for doing it. Mm -hmm. Do you understand that the Most High gave our forefathers the plushness, the affluence, the abundance of everything that we had in the land for one reason, so that we would not have to labor, but so that we as a nation could give ourselves over to Torah study and application. Mm. If our ancestors would have given themselves over to Torah study and application to where the Torah would have been on their hearts and the application of their lifestyle mm-hmm. would have been would have been visible amongst each other, we wouldn't be in this exile. That's right. But That's right. they gave up the affluence that they had mm-hmm. and the opulence that they had because they wanted to be like the other nations, not realizing mm-hmm. that if they would have continued to walk in what the Most High gave them, the nations would have wanted to be like them. That's right. That's right. Can I piggyback on what you said? Absolutely. Uh, go to go to text. Yeah. Let's go to Devarim, chapter seven. Well, you got your you, you you got your you got your scriptures over there. Okay, we gonna go to Devarim chapter seven because what that's, you that's 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 Deuteronomy. That's by Deuteronomy, the way. and we're gonna read. I'm gonna start at verse one. I'm gonna pull one of your numbers because you got all these chapters and verses right off the top of your top no, of your no, dome, off the no, cranium. No, you can I just don't. Quote they, it. they come to me when I'm when I'm talking, but I, I you know I, I you know I have troubles with chapters and verses. But let me tell you about chapter and verse. Okay, the Most High. It's not concerned whether you know chapter and verse. Mm-hmm. He concerned whether you know what you're talking about that he has said out of his mouth. That's right. That's Our right. people didn't have no chapter and verse to, to go turn to. Right. They, they didn't. They didn't. And let me tell you something. Okay? Mm-hmm. If we're reading the Torah scroll, you're going to have a hard time trying to find chapter and verse in the Torah scroll. That's right. That's right. <laughs> now, this is piggybacking on what you're saying. This is adding to what you're saying to reinforce the idea. Devarim chapter number seven, starting at verse one. Now, What's this, the thing? Now, this is what the Most High had said to his servant Moshe, the divine leader at the time, to relay to the children of Israel. And it reads in its entirety. I'll read a couple verses of it. Maybe stop at 11, but I'll start, start at one. It says, and I want to get this right. Let me go get my spectacles. You know, us old people like myself, I need my glasses push sometimes. Your eyes, push your eyes on. <laughs> it says, Yahweh, your Elohim is going to bring you into the land you will enter in order to take possession of it. And he will expel many nations ahead of you. The Hitti, the Gishir, the Girgashi, the Imori, the, Ken- the Kenani, the Pizari, the Hivi, and the Uvisi. Seven nations bigger than bigger and stronger than you verse 2 when he does this when Yahweh your Elohim hands them over ahead of you and you defeat them 
you are to destroy them completely. Do not make any covenant with them. Show them no mercy. Don't intermarry with them. Don't give your daughter or your son. Don't take his daughter for your son. Verse four, for he will turn your children away from following me in order to serve other gods. If this happens, the anger of Yahweh will flare up against you and he will quickly destroy you. No, treat them this way. Break down their altars, smash their standing stones to pieces, cut down their sacred poles and burn up their carved images. For you are people set apart as holy for Yahweh your Elohim. Yahweh your Elohim has chosen you out of all the peoples on the face of the earth stop. to be his own unique treasure. Stop. 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 Wait. <laughs> See where I'm getting to where you're going? Minute. Wait a minute. The Most High has done what? <laughs> it says in verse 6. He has done what? It says, For you are a people set apart as holy for Yahweh your Elohim. Uh-huh. Yahweh your Elohim has chosen you out of all the peoples uh, on the face of the earth. Cap- be- whoa, 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 whoa. Stop, <laughs> stop, 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 stop. All. Oh, not what? some. Wait, wait, oh. wait, 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 wait. Now, I, I don't lose your place there, okay? All right. I went to school. I went to grammar school. Before I went to grammar school, I heard my parents use the word all. All. I knew what all meant. That's right. Go in your room and get all your dirty clothes. Right. She didn't say go get some of them. She said go get all, all of them. All. When I grew up to be somewhat responsible, my mother told me, I want you to go into the kitchen and I want you to wash all the dishes. So I couldn't leave some of them. I had to wash all the dirty dishes. So I knew what all meant. That's right. Now, I went to I went to I went to secondary school, high school, Mm -hmm. and I knew what all was I want you to go home and I want you to study all four chapters right that didn't mean three that meant all four all right I went to college oh I went to college (laughs) and when I got to college my professor said to me uh class I want you to read all 10 chapters of this book we're going to have a test on it when you come back blah 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 he didn't say read read some of it he said I knew that I needed to read all All so I knew what all was so now the most high is saying he is saying you have been set apart people set apart people as holy for Yahweh your Elohim Yahweh, your Elohim, has chosen you, you out of all, all the peoples on the face of the earth to be his own unique treasure. Seven. Yahweh. Whoa, 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 whoa. Stop, 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 stop. You see, you see the opulence of, of how he's expressing this dynasty yes. that belongs to him. That's right. You. All Hebrew people, all of you, this nation of Israel, the Most High has chosen all Mm -hmm. of us. That's right. To be his own special people. That's right. And you and I are sitting at this table trying to get into the minds of our people how this all works to connect us back to to the position where the Ruach, 
Mm -hmm. The set of partners of the Most High will rest, rule, and abide with us in this exile and deliver us out of all of our troubles. All of them. All the trouble. I'm going to tell you what. This is where, if see, because he... Your teacher is 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 priming. He's priming verse six because when we go to verse seven, this is where it gets even better. So I'm gonna go back to verse six. It says, "For you are set apart people." Because we can't say this enough. You are set apart people, as holy for Yahweh your Elohim. Yahweh your Elohim has chosen you out of all the peoples on the face of the earth to be His own unique treasure. Verse seven. Yahweh did it didn't set his heart on you or chose you because you numbered more than any other people. On the contrary, he's telling you why I did this. You were the fewest of all people. Rather, it is because Yahweh loved you and because he wanted to keep the oath which he swore to your ancestor that Yahweh brought you out with a strong hand oh my goodness and redeemed you from a life of slavery oh my from goodness. under the hand of Pharaoh the king of Mitzrayim oh my goodness verse 9 from this you can know I'm gonna say that one more time from this you can know that Yahweh your Elohim is indeed El, the faithful El, who keeps his covenant and extends grace to those who love him and observe his commandments, commandments, votes, commandments yes. to the thousandth generation. But he repays those who hate him to their face and destroys them. He will not be slow to deal with someone who hates him. He will repay him to his face. Therefore, you are to keep the mitzvot, laws, and rulings which I am giving you today and obey them. Baby, 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 baby. Come on, babies. Baby, baby, <laughs> do, you do you love me? My goodness. Yes, yes, honey, I, I love you. Well, how come you won't do what I ask you to do? And how come you won't do what what makes me happy, baby? You love me. What, baby? <laughs> why you treating me so bad? Right. You said you love me, but you treating me so bad. That's generally the conversation the woman's having to the man. That's correct. That's this correct. Is the Most High. Now, the Most High says that He loves you. He didn't say he loved you. He said he loves you. Right. Out of all, get back to this word all, all the peoples on the face of the earth, he loves you. So now you say, well, well, if he loves me, how come he's doing me so bad? No, 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 no. It's not his fault. That's right. That's when right. When you read the prophets, Israel even confesses. Mm-hmm. It's not the Most High's fault that we are being treated this way. We brought this on our own selves because we would not follow his misvotes, his laws, his commandments, mm -hmm. and we chose to follow another God. That's right. We brought this on ourselves. That's right. And that's the piece that's being left out from 7 o'clock, 9 o'clock, and 11 o'clock across the street because they are not going to put the 
responsibility where it needs to be put. Now, which is back on us because we jacked it up. Now, I told you that the Most High gave Israel this land that was plentiful in abundance. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason why you and I stress and teach Torah principles is that according to scripture, this exile is not going to end until this opulent nation merits redemption. Right. And and when we as a nation have devoted ourselves intensely to Torah. Mm. Now let's hold that point for a minute. I was in Las Vegas last week. Okay. You were in Cancun. Correct. And you and I witnessed our people in a state as we looked at them and we realized that they do not have a clue, not one clue. Not at about all. About anything that has to do with their natural living. Mm-hmm nor do they have a clue about the state of their soul. Correct. Correct. Not a clue at all. They, and yeah. I had to go see my ophthalmologist this week and the dear lady at the desk told me she was tired. It was Monday. Mm. And I told her, I says, you're tired. She says, yeah, I can't wait for Tuesday. I said, I'm going to tell you why you're tired. Mm. Went to church on Sunday, didn't you? <laughs> right, you rested well, on yes, the wrong I day. Went to, I went to church on Sunday. I got, I, got, I got to go to church. I love my church. I says, well, I says, do you not know that the Most High gave us a day of rest? Mm-hmm. It's called the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. If you would have worshiped on the Shabbat, you could have rested on the first day of the week and you wouldn't have been tired on the second day of the week. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got to go. I got to. I, I love my. I got to go to my church and I'm going, OK, OK. I said, I'm just trying to help you deal with your tiredness. Mm-hmm. So I say all that to say that the overall scheme of things, we are sitting here trying to get the ear of what? If we if we touch one soul, mm. if we touch one soul with truth, we feel like, man, we've just knocked a hole in the wall. Right, right, right. And the wall still is not even about to crumble. That's right. That's right. It's a lot Mr. of real estate to do. Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Chauvin, what, 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 what did Reagan say? What was that, that famous woman that knocked down the wall of Berlin? Oh, tear uh, down Ms. that Mr. wall. Yeah, Mr. Gorbachev. Mr. Gorbachev, tear, tear down, down that wall. Right. You and I are sitting here trying to tear down this wall of breach that stands between 
the ethical, moral, wise, understanding position that our people can be in mm-hmm. and help them as a opulent nation to turn back to the most high so that we can get in a land right. that flows with milk and honey that's opulent in its own self and its resources mm-hmm. where, 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 where the presence of of everything no obstacles no suffering no war no sense of greed right the affluentness and the abundance that's going to be in the land when we are redeemed Mm-hmm. In the messianic era, mm-hmm. that's the term that's across the street they don't have a clue about. Right. Where we will live in this opulent environment where the Ruach, the spirit of the Most High, will abide. There will not be a covetous spirit because we will all have the same affluence of substance. Right. Right. Okay. Right. There's not going to be famine. There won't be envy. Mm. There won't be contention. There will be an affluence of worldly goods with every delicacy as abundant as dust and the whole world it will engage solely in the knowledge of our L. That's redemption. That's what we're talking about. Listen, listen. That sounds a hundred times more appealing than, 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 ooh, I'm just going to die and go to this place where I'm going to just walk around listen, all day listen, long. Listen, I know, I know that this doesn't call for a, a, a huff and a puff and a hum <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a, can you get to B3 and take me to B flat? Can I get some help? I don't need any help to tell you this. Right. Right. Our people are sitting on their ability to be absolutely outstanding in a world mm-hmm. that is solely controlled mm-hmm. by El. And he's only concerned about his wife, whom he loves which is what a man should be. Right. No man should be concerned about no other man's wife. Right. That's true. That's the truth. I mean, All day I long. mean, I, I, you my friend, mm-hmm. you my friend, mm-hmm. and if Kiki ain't doing well, I'm concerned about her welfare. Mm-hmm. But it's not my job, it's not my job to run over there and, <laughs> and coddle her and pamper her right. and, 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 and pet her. That's your job. You're right. her husband. Exactly. That's right. And if I did that, she'd be looking, what, what, teacher, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, what's, what's this Have all about? Have you lost your mind? <laughs> That's my wife. Right. So with Israel on the most high, Israel is his wife. Mm-hmm. And he has provided and he is, he is holding in perpetuity waiting for our redemption to give us something that you and I, that we are working hard every day to get. And that's that opulent quality of life that only a few of our Hebrew brethren have. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. That's and you and I stated. You and I sit at this table mm-hmm. every week just trying to get the masses and trying to get those of you that listen to this podcast to get your friends, to get your loved ones that are stuck in the minutiae of something that is designed not for them to listen to us speak truth. This is not our commentary. We're We're reading to you scripture. Scripture text. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's. This is not about yeah. this is not about a shigamoshu and a and a, and a holla and a and a hemp and a loud noise. This is about my people are destroyed for the want of knowledge. Right. You don't want the knowledge of the Most High, and the Most High has even said Himself, "My wife does not know me." Right. She doesn't. Now, how are you going to be married to a man <laughs> and you don't know him? How are you going to be married to a woman and you don't know her? Listen, you put this in, the, in, a, in, a, in a, a vernacular, a parlance of this day and age. Would you uh, tolerate a spouse being like that to no. you? I mean, you got to think about this is this is this is the quintessential definition of what long suffering is. No, I'm not. No, no, that my 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 human my humanity will not (laughs) tolerate it. Right. So even even as human beings, we can we can empathize with the fact that irreconcilable differences. Right. You're not going to stand for 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 two seconds. No. But the Most High is waiting. We are sitting on a gold mine. The Most High is, is throughout text. Matter of fact, if you want to know how much the Most High is infatuated with his wife, why don't you just go ahead over there and read Song of Solomon for a little bit? And you'll see how much his eye is focused on, on his wife. But no, again, we've got to get out of this attitude of being like everybody else of trying to do being like the Joneses or keeping up with the Joneses or whatever last name you want to use. We've got to get to this point as, as the empire of Israel where we are looking within the monk amongst ourselves. And that's been something that all of our, our, uh, we use this word a lot this, in this podcast, all of our ostentatious and opulent leaders, the Farrakhans, the Martin Luther Kings, the Garveys, all of our, all of our, People that we look towards have had that one quintessential thing, that, that fiber that's ran through them, is that we need to look within ourselves, with our own community, find the beauty in it, and start there and elevate ourselves. But what the thing that our, our, our scholars and people that we look towards, which you've eloquently put this evening, is that we're leaving out that component of the Most High. We can look within ourselves all day long, but that source of power has to be fueled by something. And that is the most high in getting back to a lifestyle. Because one of the things that I haven't, I mean, you you could argue this, but this is starting at a foundational level to say, this is how this nation functions. If we can't get this, and I've said this before on a podcast, we're living under the auspices of a reduced amount of mitzvot. And yes. we, we can't even get them right. Yes, yes, they get in the way. 
The reduced amount gets in the way. They get in the way. So what is the most high going to have to take us down even further? And, and, you know, and, and I, you know, Sean, <laughs> Sean. I don't want to be guilty of this because our people don't have anybody to teach them this but us. Okay. Okay. And every week we come in here and we're trying to get to them, but there's so much garbage in the way that we got to clear the way of understanding mm -hmm. that we can't even get to the point of, of, of explaining. I got them on the board. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to teach them, but I got all this other stuff in the way that has to be cleared in our understanding so that we can grasp when I do start sharing them with him, mm -hmm. you understand the significant importance of them applying into your life. This is not, this is not. First Tabernacle Fellowship is not a church. Okay. We're right. a Hebraic learning institute. Mm -hmm. So we, we teach. Right. Now, we may look like that. We may act like that only because of the fact that there is a component that is called worship. Mm -hmm. And when we come into this building as a congregation, we come to worship the Most High and we do that in two, in two ways. Mm -hmm. We do that with music and we do that with scripture and word and teaching. Mm -hmm. And as we sit here today, we're doing it with teaching. When the podcast comes on, we come on with some worship music and then you and I begin to talk about these, these things mm -hmm. because the Most High is worthy of our praise, he's worthy of our worship, and he's worthy of everything that we can give to him mm -hmm. by which he has kept us whole, complete, and safe. Stamp of approval. Now, the Most High says in Jeremiah, back to my prophet Jeremiah. Oh boy, your boy. My boy, <laughs> chapter 17. Verse five. All right. Here is what Yahweh says. A curse on the person who trusts in humans, who relies on merely human strengths, whose heart turns away from Yahweh. So if your teachers are turning your heart away from the Most High, now you know why things continue to go bad for you because he's placed a curse on you. Yeah. Yeah. But verse 7 says, mm -hmm. Blessed is the man who trusts in Yahweh. Yahweh will be his security, period. And nothing else that comes after that. It's not a comp, semicomma, or period. colon. It's just period. period. All right. Period. All right. Yahweh will be your security if you trust him. He says, if you trust in Yahweh. He didn't say, now, he's already told you, he's already told your curse is a person who trusts in humans. What was that guy? What was that guy? What was it? He was a human. What was that guy? He, he put on his pants just like you and what, I do. What, what, what was that guy? Was he, he a human? Yeah, he was human. He used the, the bathroom like you, did, you and I do. Curse <laughs> on a person who trusts in humans. Now, can he lie? Does, is, is the Most High confused? <laughs> if the Most High is confused, then let's close shop. Yeah, let's just end it all. End yeah. it all, and let's just go have a good time. Right. Right. Because we're wasting our time. We're wasting our case. time. Yeah, if that's the case. Watch this now. Blessed is the man who trusts in Yahweh. Yahweh will be his security. He will be like a tree planted near water. 
it spreads out its roots by the river. It does not notice when heat comes. Now heat is 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 the is a word that's germane. He does not he does not uh, um, uh, um, come on come on come on come on. He does not notice when trouble comes, and his foliage is luxuriant. It is not anxious in a year of drought, but keeps on yielding its fruit. Mm. That's what that's what the person is like in the eyes of the Most High mm. who trust in Him. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. but now He comes back and He says, "However, <laughs> y'all think I'm stupid, <laughs> Most High. Mm. Y'all think I'm dumb. I made you. Right. I know your thoughts before you think them. Right. I know what you're going to do before you do it." And I'm going to tell you something. Mm. Your heart's deceitful. More mm. deceitful than anything else and mortally sick. Who can fathom it? Mm. Can you and I fathom the heart of an individual? No. Mm-mm. But I, Yahweh, I search the heart. I test inner motivations in order to give everyone what his actions and conduct deserves. Now I'm going to tell you a little something. Who are we talking about here? We're talking about the Most High, right? That's right. So if the Most High says, I test the inner motions mm-hmm. in order to give everyone what his actions and conduct deserves, can a human being deliver you out of what the Most High has put up on you that you deserve? No. I'm just asking a question. And we're not even making commentary on this. No. The no. answer is either a yes or a no. That's right. That's right. Can anybody, can you pray to Jesus and Jesus deliver you out of the hands of of the Most High, when the Most High said it's a terrible thing to fall on the hands of an angry Yah? Mm. Can he deliver you out of that? Not to Obviously my knowledge. not. You <laughs> because you haven't been delivered. That's right, because you're still living in... All right. We're still marching for social justice. Mm-hmm. And y'all out of cry the loudest, moan the loudest... Our people have done everything but cry out to the Most High. That's right. And you don't understand that within Scripture, within Scripture, there is there is a point at which you and I can get his attention. Mm-hmm. And in every context of Scripture where the Most High says, I heard the cry, mm-hmm. he comes down. In the midst of his people. Right. So obviously, there's, since there's no cry, there's no deliverance, he ain't coming down. That's right. And see, what I would like to think of, of, of as a cry is not only the, the physical outpouring of what we kind of, what we, what we do, which is a cry for the Most High to, to, to deliver this people back. However, at the same time, it's 
I believe what you do before I believe what you say. Yes. So along with that crying out, there has to be a people, like you said, if we were to meditate, if we were to start living these mitzvotes, that cry would mean something totally different. Just because, oh, mama, daddy, stop beating me. I'll never do it again. I'll never do it again. That don't mean jack squat. I want to see you live out what you're saying before I do anything else. So I, 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 I want to believe that part of that crying out has to also deal with the fact that you're living out what I'm asking you to do. Too. Right. I, I hear I hear our listeners saying, I hear I hear you, I hear you. Well, why don't you all teach us the mitzvahs? Right, 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 right. And quit circling the wagon. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> the reason why we continue to circle the wagon is because there's so much stuff and garbage in the wagon that we have to get the garbage out of the wagon so that when we do sit down and begin once again sharing these with you, your heart and your mind will be open to the context of understanding and application because we've removed all the minutia. Right. We, we spent podcasts belaboring over issues, minor issues like what is my family going to say? You'll come up with any excuse in the world as to not follow the mitzvot because you're always seeking an approval of some other nation that's been set out before you. You'll come up with anything possible. That is the reason I'm going to piggyback on what you said. That's that's my motivation as well is to say, yes, I'm on board. We got to clean up. All your excuses, we got to get them out of the way. We got to get mama and daddy out the way. We got to get all the stuff that you've been taught from the 7 o'clock and 11 o'clock, I mean 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock service, all the, what we've been talking about this evening. We've got, to, fact, get, we've got to get Mithra and sun worship out of you. Right. You're going to fall back on these things that you know because this is foreign to you. Yeah. Even though it's been in front of you your whole entire life, it's never been, the, the veil hasn't been pulled off and it's being, it's put in its proper context. So the first thing you're going to do is reject it. So even if we did start teaching the mitzvotes, we want it to be at a point where it's so pliable where that seed is going to take root. Yeah. And it's ethical. Right. And it's moral. Right. Listen. Listen to what Jeremiah, once again, 2320 says. In the last podcast that we did, we talked about the anger, Mm. the anger of of Yahweh and how angry he is with his wife. Listen to what he, listen to what the prophet says in 2320 of Jeremiah. Yahweh's anger will not abate until he fully accomplishes the purpose in his heart in the last days. Mm -hmm. You will understand everything. I did not send these prophets, yet they they ran. Now, when he talks about prophets, he's talking about your, your leaders. I didn't send them. Right. But yet they ran. I did not speak to them. And yet they prophesy. Now, remember, over here in Jose, he said he's put a curse on the teachers. Mm -hmm. So if he put a curse on them, they can't speak for him. They can't teach for him. Mm -hmm. Yet they prophesy. If they have have been present at my council, they should have let my people hear my words and turn them from their evil way and the evil of their actions. What? If they would have heard my words. Right. 
Exactly. See, <laughs> I got I got this dear sister sent me this this flyer. She's standing on it. I'm inviting you to a conference. Okay. Because God has called me to call his people back to him. Hmm. I said, oh, really? <laughs> okay. If you have any questions, here's my email. You can email me. So I emailed. Oh, gosh. She baited the wrong one. <laughs> I asked the question. I said, so, L, the almighty, absolute, all-existent one, has chosen you out of the nation of Israel to be the one to lead his people back to him. Am I understanding you correctly? Mm. Question. Do you keep the Shabbat, the Sabbath? Mm. Exodus chapter 31, verse 12, 15. By this, all men shall know that you are set apart for me. Mm -hmm. Do you do that? Mm. Do you honor the Moedims or the convocations that are written in Leviticus chapter 23 that he says you shall hold a holy convocation for me on these days. Do you know what those are? Mm -hmm. Do you honor Leviticus chapter 11, the dietary laws where he defines what his people can eat and what they cannot eat? And if you serve pig and if you serve things that are not food. Bottom feeders, yeah. And you eat bottom feeders, then you're not following the law that the Most High set down for his nation of people. Do you, do you honor and do you keep Christmas and do you honor Easter? Because if you do any of those things right there, I am absolutely positive right. that the Elohim of Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov did not call you to call his people back to anything. Because what you're going to do is continue to incite them into things that he absolutely hates. Tell me, how does this, this conversation end? I didn't get a response. Oh, so those crickets got extremely loud. Of course, of course, <laughs> of course I knew I wasn't going to get a response. Oh, you see, mm. the most high, he says, let's go somewhere. 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 Let's go. Somewhere. Let's go, somewhere. Let's go. Jeremiah chapter one. Okay. Mr. Yeremehu. Chapter one. All Speaking right. to Jeremiah. Here is the word of Yahweh that came to me. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you before you were born. I separated you from myself. I have appointed you. Talking to Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. To be a prophet to the nations. I have appointed you. I knew you and I have appointed you. Okay? Mm -hmm. Got that one? Okay. Got it. All right. Let's go back. Let's go. Let's go to Ezekiel chapter one. These are the words. Mm -hmm. In the 13th year of the fifth day of the fourth month. There it is, Yochanan. While I was among the exiles by the, by the Carrick River, the heavens were open and I saw visions of El. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. I looked and uh, it goes on down through here. But anyway, we find out in the text that in verse number chapter two, he said to me, human being, human being, stand up. I want to speak to you. As he spoke to me, a spirit entered me, I put and put me on my feet, and I heard him who was speaking to me. He said, human being, I am sending you to the people of Israel, the nation of rebels who have rebelled against me. I am sending you, human being. Now, when we read the prophet Ezekiel, the prophet Ezekiel begins to speak for the Most High. Let's go to Hosea. Let's see how the Most High calls his prophets. <laughs> Hosea. This is the word of Yahweh that came to Hosea, the son of Beeri, during the reigns of Uzziah. Yahweh's opening words in speaking to Hosea were to instruct Hosea Okay, so he's speaking to him and telling him to 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 speak to him, and he goes on down in the in the in the in the narrative, and he tells Hosea what to say to the children of Israel. He calls them. The point that I'm making is that he he calls them. Let's go to Joel. Let's see how he calls Joel. Joel. Mm-hmm. The word of the the word of Yahweh that came to Yoel the son of Petuel. Hear this, you leaders. Listen, all your lands. Has anything like this ever happened in your days or in our ancestors' days? Tell your children about it. Have them to tell tell theirs, and have them tell their great generation, the next generation. Then he goes on. He begins to explain what the Most High has told him to speak to Israel about. My point that I'm making is that when the Most High, and, and I want you to know something, if you go back and you study the lives of these men that the Most High has called to serve him, every last one of them was Torah compliant. Every one of them. So he ain't, he already said, you're destroyed for the lack of knowledge and there is a curse upon you. So if, there, if, if you're not following Tory, you don't have knowledge, why would he call somebody to speak for him that, that's ignorant? I, he wouldn't. And ignorance comes in two, de- two degrees. Mm. One is you have the ability to know and you choose not to. Hmm. And the second one is, is that you have no reason to want to, I have no reason, I'm ignorant about being a doctor, I have no reason, I don't aspire to be a doctor, right. so I'm ignorant of that whole regime that, that deals in the medical field. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. Right. But when it comes to things that are germane to my soul, right, and things that are a simple that even a child can understand, and I don't follow that, I'm ignorant. <laughs> right. I mean, this is this is germane. Ignant. Yeah, this is germane to like the, the the practical sense of saying, you know, you're going in for a procedure, we're going in for a, a kidney transplant, and they bring in a dentist to do do hey, you know, um, 
What are your credentials? Have you been doing this for? No, I work on teeth, but it's got to be the same thing. I'm going in your body to do something. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna anesthetize you. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gonna feel nothing, <laughs> but but you also you ain't gonna wake up either. That's right, and that's exactly what we're asking. We're asking the question that sleeping. Hebrew Israel is not asking is when these prophets and these these what are these apostles and the rest of them whatever they want to call themselves whatever you deem to think you want to call yourself an epistle or whatever comes to you and says to you I'm going to do X and this is what the most high said oh did he you don't even know enough text or mitzvot to even challenge the person. You're just gonna believe them because they said that they were, they were ordained, because they decided they wanted to rent out a hall, the Red Lion Inn somewhere, and put on a conference? Let me That's tell you what something. we about. You know what? I, I, I hope, I hope, I hope you all, I hope you hear, I hope you hear the sincereness of <sighs> what we're trying to say to our people, and we say it out of love and not out of jest, but because we love our people and I'm, I'm tired and I'm sick and tired of turning on the news and in this exile, seeing our people treated like, like we're not even, like we're not even a class human being. Right. I'm, I'm tired of seeing our people marching in the street and there not being any resolve. I'm tired of a, of a government that doesn't even want us here. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of seeing our people shot senselessly just because of the color of their skin. Mm. I'm tired of the rejection that the smartest people on the first face, face of the earth receive every day uh, amongst a nation of people that have no sense of respect for who you are. I'm tired. I'm, I, I've grown weary of it. And I know that I know that I'm, I'm going, I'm not going to outlive it. I know that I am going to leave this earth and when I leave this earth, I hope and pray that I leave it in a better state than what it was. And I hope and pray that there are, that we touch enough hearts with the truth that there becomes a searching and a development of other true Hebraic congregations of people that teach truth as a way of life and where you don't need a B3 hammer to get you to feel good and you don't need somebody to hoop and holler to say, preach, can I get a little help? I, I don't need any help to talk about what the, what the nation of Israel means to me right. and what it should mean to you. I don't need a B3 organ to tell you how much the Most High loves you and how opulent the land that he He's providing for you and what redemption is going to look like. All I'm trying to do sitting at this mic every week is to get our people to open their eyes and skirt around this text in Hosea and come to wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. 
which resides in the Torah that Creflo Dollar preaches and tells you that it's designed for your death. It's not designed for your death. If he would have read the text, he would have read the Most High said, and these words that I'm giving you, they shall be life, life. to you. Now right. I'm going to ask you, whose report shall we believe? Yahweh's. Well, I'm going to leave it right there tonight. Very good. I've got excited. <laughs> I've been, you know, you know what? I'm going to tell you something hmm. as I, as we close tonight. I have, over the course of time, suffered with hypertension. Now, I don't look like I should be having hypertension. Mm. I'm not obese. But I have hypertension. Okay. And the greatest thing that's happened to me just here lately that I've noticed, I go in for my exams, and my blood pressure's like around 127, 120, 130, you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I get excited talking about these things. And in my excitement, my heart should be should be should, should be, be pounding. pounding. Right. But my heart is just as calm and it's just as resolved <laughs> and it's at peace with itself. Yeah. That's right. Because we're talking about the things that bring peace which is the reason why we say Shalom. <laughs> this has been Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. And, and Sean Appleton. And this has been Hebrews in, in exile. exile. Shalom. Shalom.